Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours 2.0. I am your host, Hemahemuli Jr., and joining me for the first time, in air quotes, the local lovable Canuck, Zachary Hicken. Yeah, I'm really excited to do this new podcasting thing. <laughs> I listen to a lot of podcasts, so I, we just thought, like, might as well get into it. Guys, let me just break it down for you right now. We have rebranded, brought to you by kslsports.com. Uh, we are getting together to give to you fine people a lot of happenings going on, our insights on them, and what that means for you on a personal level. In case you wonder what this is, this is your first time ever listening to it, Sports Beat After Hours. First off, we are dead, but we are back. Just like Jon Snow. <laughs> yes! We're going to talk about this later. Yes. As someone who's never watched Game of Thrones, I'm sitting across from the Game of Thrones expert. I've read the books, but we'll get to that later. We're, we, are, we have died and we came back kind of like the opposite of Dante Exum, who is just dead. <laughs> um, we'll talk about that also. Uh, this is the podcast Brought to you by the producers of Sports Beat. We are the producers of Sports Beat. At the end of Sports Beat, we get together, talk about things we wanted to talk about, things that we didn't get to talk about, um, pop culture, um, sports, movies, TV, everything. And uh, yeah, this is kind of what we do. It's a lot of fun. Um, we make a lot of jokes at other people's expense. <laughs> Sometimes at our own expense. Mostly at our own expense, but. We cross a lot of lines, yeah, we're but not, not like any lines that's like going to get us in too much trouble. Sure, because... Management's watching. And we need our jobs. Yes, we both have children. Help me, I'm poor. <laughs> so right now it's peak NBA time. The playoffs are going to start in a matter of days, and the Utah Jazz are traveling to Houston to take on a very familiar foe, the Lannisters to your Starks. The White Walkers to your Night's Watch. No, it would, be, it would more be like your Wildlings to your Night's Watch, wouldn't it? Because they're familiar. We've played them. We played them last year. We've played them years and years before. In fact, we've played them nine, nine times. times. We have um, so many storylines that are going on sure. outside of the playoffs, like Magic Johnson resigning in one of the weirdest Oh, my gosh. The Lakers are falling apart. The Lakers are falling apart. Luke Walton. Just got, I mean, 
they mutually parted. left the <laughs> Lakers. We, mutually. It's like we both decided to break up. Like, I didn't break up with her. He just got canned. Spida's wearing his Dawn shoes, which I'm super stoked about. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um, the, the Kings just hired or fired Dave Yorger after, like, one of their greatest seasons in years. Insane. Fire their head coach. They're probably going to hire Luke Walton. Ty Lue's probably going to Los Angeles because Unbelievable. LeBron has to get his way. Right. And who's a better doormat than Ty Lue? <laughs> Fair enough. But let's talk all NBA awards. Okay. We'll go through our predictions for what we think, who deserves what. We'll look at the playoffs okay. very briefly because well, we were just on the Jazz Notes podcast. And, and we're kind of sick of Really, all you jazz. care about are the Jazz. I Go know. and listen to the we Jazz Notes podcast if you guys want all the Jazz stuff. We'll give you like a brief like two-minute summary yeah. of what we talked about. Because, I mean, Cleon made the mistake of letting us in on the Jazz Notes podcast where we actually broke down the Jazz Rockets game one, kind of previewed it a little bit, talked about the season. I think we did a good job. We did a great job. I'd say good. For Jazz Notes, we did a mediocre job. Yes. But on our podcast, we're going to talk about just the stuff that we care excellent. about. And I'm actually going to talk about the stuff that I care about because most of the awards, I know that none of the Jazz are going to win. Um, but the ones that I think they're going to win, I actually care about. Right? Yes. Um, let's start off with my favorite campaign of the year. Am I talking political campaigns? No. Am I talking about... No politics here. Am I talking about Westeros campaigns for the Iron Throne? No. I am talking about Defensive Player of the Year campaign for Rudy Gobert. One of the most clever campaigns I've ever seen. Absolutely one of the sexiest. And this is coming from one of the most bitter people that you'll ever hear (laughs) because the Jazz gave out shirts last Friday um, at the game, I had to go up to a spring scrimmage up at the U, up on the hill. <laughs> By the time I got back and ran over to the arena to go grab my shirt, yes, my shirt, capital M-Y, shirt that had my name on it, they were all put away. They put I them away! And I was sitting in the media room as people are walking down from halftime, oh, check out this cool <laughs> shirt that I got. Oh, someone called their freaking mom and was like, oh, you got to see the shirt that I got at the Jazz game. It says Rudy Gobert Encore. It's so cool. And I was so bitter about it. Hey, those guys suck. The only guy that you is suck. awesome. You suck. You got one of the shirts. <laughs> I got one of those shirts and it's freaking awesome. Let me tell you about it, okay? For those of you that can't see it, I will wear it. And close I will, your eyes and he will depict it. I, I will post a picture on it later, but close your eyes and imagine if you will. A dimly lit room. A pristine Rudy Gobert sitting comfortably in front of you, dressed to the nines. Wearing a a turtleneck sweater. Wearing a black turtleneck sweater. As Spongebob once said, the best time to wear a striped sweater. But let's just change that to turtleneck. (laughs) Is all the time. Uh, Lonely Island has a song. Maybe. Oh, absolutely. He's not sponsored, but that's his guy. That's right? his brand. Uh, <laughs> that's his brand. Um, he There's a Lonely Island song called Turtleneck Sweater, by the way. Uh, Turtlenecks and Chains. He's Yep. He's yeah. wearing a black turtleneck sweater, a beige suit, sitting arms crossed in front of a 
what's that instrument? Was it a horn or something? Uh, I don't even know the saxophone? name of it. Saxophone? Yes, thank you. Saxophone. Did you not play what? Okay, so when I was in like junior high, high school, you had to like take one music class. What did you take? No, I. So I did take music actually. How did you get I took out of musical that? Musical theory. How did I get out of it? Yeah. I passed it. I was really good at musical. Wait, theory. so you? Oh, you didn't take like choir or like band oh, or like. I did take band. I took uh, uh, orchestra, band. Um, I also did choir, but I got kicked out actually. Really? Um, yeah. Shouts okay, so to for Ms. those of you that don't know, Hema is like one of the most talented musicians that I've ever encountered. Whatever. I've yet to meet Taylor Swift <laughs> or um, any of the members of NSYNC. Yeah, NSYNC or any <laughs> boy band, but Hema is just like a tier below them. Just barely. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, uh, no, I did take music. Okay. And I. I do know what a saxophone is. Okay. It was just a play on Epe Udo. He didn't know what it was. Oh. There was an interview after where he was talking about the Rudy Gobert photo. But anyways, Rudy Gobert, um, the Jazz printed out Rudy Gobert's face in front of a saxophone on, like, records and, like, vinyl and stuff like that. And they gave them out to important people because we didn't get any of those. I have a vote for all – for the defensive player of the year. I don't know why I didn't get one. Just kidding. I don't. <laughs> That'd be so cool if you did. Uh, but for those of us that were there on time, we all got shirts and they're freaking sick. And that's what is well, on the shirt. let's not talk about that. Um, but best campaign. And I think Rudy Bear is in, he's the, he's gotta be the favorite for defensive player of the year. Okay. Well, let's go through. Do we want to just talk defense? Well, let's start with defensive player of the year because it most likely has to, yeah, and I don't care about the rest except for maybe Rookie of the Year. Yeah, let's talk Rookie of the Year. Okay. Um, yeah, I think when you look at the numbers, Rudy Gobert has the biggest impact on the best defensive team in the league. Mm-hmm. And his uh, they expanded his uh, his responsibilities this year. He was coming oh, out yeah. from the three-point line, defending well. You saw last year when he got crossed over by James Harden during the playoffs. Jeez. That didn't happen as often this year. Yeah. He in- increased his lateral uh, mobility. Um, he was still a dominant defensive force, and he just he had a great season. Um, didn't put up quite the same numbers as last year, but he also was carrying a bigger offensive load because mm-hmm. his game has actually changed a lot. He's, he's an offensive threat. He's shooting from three. Like, Not from three. Or from a long two. <laughs> He's basically shooting from the free throw line, which is pretty impressive because that's something that we never really it saw. It was the top of the key. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily a free throw line. It was a little further out. It was the middle of the key. Was it? Yeah. No. Well, like halfway we'll between like the free throw line and the top of the key. Yeah. Anyways, he's doing a lot more on the offense for sure. And the Jazz really need him to, especially going into the playoffs. Um, it's cool because I think Rudy Gobert is in peak form right now. I think he's peaking at the right time right before the playoffs. Um, but it's work he's been putting in all year, and that's why I think he's going to win Defensive Player of the Year. Um, you probably agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So do you want to move on to Rookie of the Year? Sure. Okay, I'm going to go with – Okay, on on the count of three. Okay. Tell three, me two, two, one. Luka, Luka. Doncic. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Trey Young had a really nice second half. He is that nifty. game that he had against the Jazz a few oh weeks gosh. ago. Um Jeremiah Jensen and I, shout out to Jeremiah, we're in Columbus 
covering the uh, Utah State Aggies, mm. watching that game, and we're in the media room just losing our minds watching this game. <laughs> this is a great game. Trey was unbelievable. Donovan was just matching him blow for blow. Couldn't get the last one to fall. Right. Rushed it a little bit, but... But still, it was like... It was such a great look, too. He was, yeah. like, off balance, fading backwards. It was so close, too. Yeah. I'll just say who I have for my MVP. Okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Giannis. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, I think that he deserves it this year. I think that he's had a great season. His team had the best record um, in a more top-loaded conference, in my opinion, during the regular season. I think that between Philly, Toronto, Boston didn't really live up to expectations, but has been playing pretty well as of late. Mm -hmm. And Milwaukee finished with 62 wins, I believe, most in the NBA. I think that he deserves it. Um, Yeah, I I saw him in person a few weeks ago, and he's unbelievable. He's a freak. He is a freak. Um, Like, they're... uh, uh, when NBA players are out on the floor together, like, they they are freaks. But, like, when they're all together, like, in the collective <laughs> sum, like, not a lot of them stand out. Sure. There are a few who do. And Giannis, Giannis is, one, is of one of those Absolutely. Guys. Yeah. Plus, I don't like Harden. So, Harden can suck it. <laughs> yes. Okay, let's go Giannis. Um, how about uh, for the all-NBA awards? Okay. Three teams. You got first team, second team, third team. Like I said, three teams. Okay. Do Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert deserve a spot on those teams? That's six guard spots, three center spots. Do you think Rudy was one of the three best centers in the NBA for the collective sum of the season, played 81 games, 80 starts, Donovan Mitchell averaged 24-ish points per game, um, had an amazing second half where he averaged just under 26. Is he one of the best six guards in the league? Gosh. I think we agree that obviously Rudy should be there. But it's debatable with Rudy though. Okay. So so big men, let's talk. Embiid, Jokic, Towns. Gobert. You have to pick 3 of those 4. Jokic, Towns, Gobert. I think Gobert beats Towns. See, and I think so too, but Towns he's he's exactly what people are looking for in the modern NBA game. Um, he can shoot from outside. He's a lockdown defensive center. Um, he's just more offensively adept than, well, frankly, all three of those players are Yeah, more than Rudy. We saw a lot of growth out of Rudy. I mean, he crossed a guy over the other night. Sure. Um, but he just doesn't, he doesn't have the passing capability that Jokic does. He's sure. not one of the maybe 10 best players in the league like Embiid is? I mean, obviously, I definitely think Jokic and Embiid should be Sorry, there. I, I'm going to move Embiid to top five. Embiid's one of the top five players in the league, probably. I'd agree He's with that. He's probably fifth best. Yeah. Um, if he's not being a little girl. Yeah. Gobert's great, <laughs> but I yeah. just don't think that he gets the recognition that he deserves. And we saw that with the All-Star team. For sure. He missed out on the All-Star team. LaMarcus Aldridge was freaking picked over Oh, him. my gosh. Yeah, don't... That's inexcusable. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I still think Rudy's in the top. Make He, he I, edges I think, out Towns for the top. I first. think he deserves third team because he led his team to the playoffs. Towns didn't. I know, how, I know Towns had better stats, like points per game, but I think that Rudy deserves it. As far as Donovan, I think Donovan is still kind of earning his stripes yeah this is 
some of the best guard talent in the NBA collectively as a whole. There's between, a lot of great guards. You probably have first team yeah, with Ben Simmons. Uh, or, um, well, I wasn't even going to say Ben Simmons. I was going to say Trey Young. Did I just hit the mic? Young. Where are you going? Are you this? saying five? Top five? Top six. Okay, top six. Okay, so okay. top six Dame guards. Uh, yeah, Steph Curry, okay. um, James Harden, sure. Kyrie, Dame Lillard, Bradley Beal, and uh, probably Kemba Walker. Sure. Those I are probably the six guys. I thought you were talking about people that Donovan would compete with. Oh, no, no, no. For no, the no. spot. No, no, no. You're just uh, talking about top six overall. Well, like, I'm just saying, who boom. are the three? Who are the guys I mean, that are going to make the three teams? Obviously, Donovan's not. I don't think he's going to make it because there's. I think Beal and Kemba are probably the only two that you could maybe push. This is also a year where Victor Oladipo's out. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, Russ Westbrook might not even make All NBA. Um, it's just it's such a guard heavy league with so much talent. Yeah. Um. I mean, we're leaving out a lot, a lot of, of people. Yeah, and it's and I love Donovan, and I think he's great, but he's not, he's not like elite guard material yet. Yet, yeah. Yet, I think he has a high ceiling, but yeah. Sorry, I thought you were talking about like who he would like compete no, no, with you're for good, those you're spots. Good. Um, yeah. So yeah, I don't think he's up there. That's kind of why I think only. Rudy's got the only I, shot I think to be all he, NBA because of the slow start that he had in the November and December, which were just, for lack of a better word, atrocious. Yeah. His December was horrible. I think he was nursing an injury. He was playing through it because he knew that the team needed him. Yeah. It also cost what people people's perception of Donovan. Sure, there were some ugly losses in that stretch. There were like, games that he terrible was held to like six points. Yeah. Against the Rockets in December, he only scored six points. But after the All-Star break, heck, after January 1st, he was phenomenal, averaging almost 26 points per game. Um, His three-point percentage rose astronomically. Um, He was great. If he has that season, or if he has that second half collectively over the course of the season, he's going to garner some recognition for that. Um, I don't know if he'd earn All-NBA quite yet, but he'd be fringe. I don't know if he's quite even fringe yet. No. I'd say he's probably ninth or 10th on that pecking order. Yeah, he's not even fringe. Like, it's it's, – it's, for me, it's, like, not even in the conversation. Right. Like, the top NBA, All-NBA guards, yeah, it's not going to be Donovan, even though I love him. Um, and that's why I say, like, who else in the Jazz is going to be on this stuff? Nothing, really. Quinn Snyder, maybe, but I don't know. So. Not Grace even this Nell, year. Rookie of the year. <laughs> Absolutely. The other night. Yeah, it's like there's not there's not much for the Jazz to get in any of these awards, which is fine because I don't really care. Um, it's just kind of funny. Um, two years in a row that they have pretty good seasons, led by two guys that aren't getting recognition for what they're doing, but there mm-hmm. are people on lesser teams doing similar things that are getting these recognition. So, I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. And it's and by lesser teams, you mean, like, suckier teams. Like, because... Bradley Beal. Yeah. John but Wall, if he was healthy. But they're big cities. That's why. Well, they're also big names that have had... And big names, yeah. Big ga- big big performances in the past. And I don't... Just kinda, Utah will never... Like, 
having players win MVP is never going to happen again. Well, I don't. Carl think. Malone did it twice. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm saying. Again. Sorry, I... like no one's like I. It's I never saw an happen. opportunity to jump all over you, <laughs> and I did. I'm sorry. You're I good. apologize. Um, and yeah, it's never going to happen. I don't think in this NBA, it's Donovan Mitchell was a is a outlier, a phenomenon because he's getting so much attention and love for who he is. Um, he's got his own shoe. He's got his own shoe. Let's yeah. talk about that. Okay. He's wearing. He's debuting his shoes on Sunday. He's been wearing them in practice and shoot around. Um, how much of a difference, if any, do you think that him wearing his signature shoe is going to make debuting it Sunday in Houston on the road, playoff atmosphere, Dude. coming off one of his best career performances against one of the best teams in the league? Does it have an impact? Yes. Are his shoes that important? Yes. Look good, play good, dude. I think, I think he's. It just. I think it just. Obviously, it's not going to make a difference technically. Like, it's not going to help him jump higher or run faster. Dude, have you never worn Air Jordans? <laughs> this air bubble right here right. is going to make me fly. <laughs> yeah, you got to pump up the the tongue on your Reeboks. <laughs> um, no, it's it's just it's going to be a confidence thing. You know, that's why people playoff game walk-ins pregame are ridiculous because people want to wear the craziest stuff because they want to be seen, they want to be looked at because you look good, you play good. You get that confidence early on. And Donovan this wearing is his like own a trend shoes. that Russ started, by the way. Uh yeah. He didn't look he had some funny I don't know. It's, he got attention for it. He got attention. Maybe he he felt good. Maybe he felt pretty. I don't know. He just looked funny. It was just, it was great. It was a great time. The shirtless suits need to come back because they're hilarious. Um, But Donovan's shoes can give him some confidence and they're going to look freaking awesome. And by the way, I'm super stoked to see what color they are, what he's going to, I mean, we saw pregame. He was wearing the uh, Kickstradamus um, Spida Mitchell Dons. That were like Spider-Man painted. Mm-hmm. They're freaking sick. So, yeah. Number one thing I'm wondering is what colorway he debuts first. Because this is going to be um, Sneakerhead's first introduction to his shoe. Oh, for sure. It's going to be his fans' first introduction to his shoe on the court. Those who follow him closely have already seen it, but we haven't seen all the colorways. Mm-hmm. Everything. The stage that he's on, TNT, on Sunday night, he's going to be competing with Game of Thrones. Yeah. But 7.30 Mountain Time, it's the primetime game. If people aren't watching Game of Thrones, you guys can put this on DVR. Just don't look at social media. Block Game of Thrones. Watch this game. For sure. I think Donovan's going to do something special because of the stage that he's on, the expectations he has for himself, and the opportunity to showcase his ability for those that might not be familiar with what he's done this season – because he's overlooked, partly because of the market that he's in, partly because the Jazz don't um, aren't on don't make a lot of uh, national appearances, mm-hmm. and partly be, just because the the Jazz as a collective whole just kind of do the dirty work and get things done. A lot of people are just like, "Oh yeah, Donovan Mitchell, that guy's a stud." Yeah, they're gonna be reminded, "Oh my goodness, he's one of the budding superstars in the league." That has a lot of potential for a huge following. Mm-hmm. And with that on his mind, 
like what happened in Denver the other night, or against Denver the other night in, in Utah, the home regular season finale, I think he has a great opportunity to really showcase what he's made of and gain some fans, gain some traction, and uh, potentially steal a game on the road against Houston. Yeah, we'll see what... I, I think of the mistake in his shoes will be... I don't think he should match his shoes to the jersey like he has been with like all those Dame fours that he's been wearing. He wears a lot of Dame um, shoes. Uh, he needs to come out with something like super crazy. Like if they wear their city jersey, they won't. But if they wear their city jerseys, he's got to wear like blue Donovans. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, that's so bad contrast. No, though. I know that's a t- terrible example. I'd say yellow. <laughs> They're gonna wear their probably their blue jerseys, right? I say either purple or. Yellow. Or sorry, purple or city edition. Either classic edition or city edition, I think. Or they could go state in edition because Houston's going to wear white, right? So well, they can wear any color combination that they want. That's the oh, thing. They, they might go red. They're not locked down anymore. So what vibrant color are you going to want to fill your arena with? It's either going to be red or black, I think, for Houston. Yeah. Ooh, their black jerseys are sick. Yeah. Um, but if they go red or black, then the Jazz have to go like either classic then or statement, right? You gotta go. They like, can even go icon. The icon is the white Green. ones. Oh, no, that's the uh, earned. Earned. Sorry. Earned. Yeah. I, you're right. Earned would be a good one. Yeah, too. I think the earned jerseys example. would be great with yellow shoes. So if if yeah, so let's say if they use if they do their earned edition or whatever. Then yeah, like yellow shoes would be dope for Donovan, or if he went like all black or something, yeah, that'd be cool. Um, my if you remember last year in the playoffs, he wore the black dames that were like Venom. Do you remember those? Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. known as like the Venom the ones, the ones, yeah, yeah. And those were sick, and I think he's got to do something like that, similar. But uh, anyways, that's what I'm excited for is to see like the energy that the Jazz have in Houston, trying to steal a game on the road. What they're gonna look like, what Donovan's gonna look like, yeah, what the team's gonna look like, how they're gonna wise. match up with Harden, the yeah, game plan to guard him, how they're gonna counteract the uh, Houston's ability to switch. I think I think this game one is a good um, test for how much did the Jazz learn between seasons, right, from last season to now. Yeah, so we'll see what happens. Um, as we mentioned, there's something else going on at the same time. How much attention are you really paying attention, or how much attention are you really going to be giving to that game, Emma? Um, I'm probably going to go all in on the Jazz game. So are we going to have? You're not going to have like three screens on HBO and like no. one on the Jazz game. No, because it both things require my full attention. So it's a uh, plus. Like the the Game of Thrones season opener is like isn't it like 80 minutes, like something like that, like super long. Yeah. So. Let's just qualify this. We mentioned it earlier in the podcast in case you forgot. Hem has seen every episode of Game of Thrones. I haven't seen... I've seen part of the first episode. But he's read all the books. But I've read all the books. Yeah. I keep up on all the stuff. um, So I'm keenly aware of what has transpired. So I'm going to finish the series. What I think that is going to happen. I have predictions. I have hot takes. Probably wrong, but... um, where, who do you think wins the Iron Throne? I'm going to give you five names. I want yes, you to no. rank who you think ends up from least to greatest. Okay. okay? So um, let, let me give you the five names. Okay. Wait, hold on. 
Five is like number one is the one who I think is going to take it. Yes, Five yes, is like yes. who's least okay. Okay, Tyrion, Daenerys, Jon Snow, Bran Stark, Arya Stark. Okay, um, so I think Bran is least likely out of those. Okay. Arya's next, okay. least likely. Um, I think Jon Snow is right in the middle. Um, you said Cersei, right? I did not say. Oh, who's the other Tyrion? Two? Oh, Tyrion and Daenerys. Daenerys. I think Daenerys is next, and I think Tyrion's most likely to get the throne. Okay. Because I think Daenerys is going to die. Okay. Well, <laughs> so let me the tell you what I get it. Okay. So the reason I picked those five names in 1993, when George R. R. Martin was writing the first manuscript, he sent a letter to his publisher. Uh huh about what the series as a whole, the seven-book series, will encapsulate. He said it will have subplots, sub-characters, but the five main characters that will be competing for the Iron Throne when all is said and done uh-huh. are those five. Are those five? Really? 1993, he said that. We're in 2019, 26 years later. Yeah. So he's had this vision in mind. He's a consultant, executive producer on the show. He hasn't finished the books yet, so mm-hmm. we don't know... What? Where things yeah. are going, things could end up very different in the books than they do in the series. But he's going to have his influence on who ends up on the Iron Throne. Yeah. My opinion. Okay. Okay. I'm going to go Arya least likely. Okay. Tyrion second least likely. Wow. Okay. Um, Bran third. Okay. I think that he's because he's the most powerful person in Westeros. Potentially. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to go Daenerys second and Jon Snow ends up on the Iron Throne because he is Stark. He is Targaryen. Okay. I think that him and Daenerys are going to come out on top together. Sure. I think what's going to happen though is I think Daenerys has a real love for the people that she freed in okay. Essos. I think she's going to go back to Essos and she's going to rule in Marine. Carth or one of the free cities. Okay. She's going to unite them and she, that's going to be her kingdom. Okay. And in a sense, Essos and Westeros are going to kind of combine as one kingdom. Right. Um, and I think Jon Snow is going to be in charge of Westeros portion of it. Interesting. So. So, okay. That's really interesting. And I, I can see where you're coming from. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I took I took your challenge of like who is going to end up on the other iron throne kind of like literally like not necessarily who wants it the most right but like who's just gonna end up there yeah and then i like i considered you know i don't think i don't think Arya is gonna like be anywhere near the vicinity to like end up there mm-hmm. i think she doesn't care sansa might be another option too i don't know for sure cersei i just think she's probably gonna die by the time sure. the series ends i think i think john danny and cersei are gonna die which you is why so? i didn't put wow. any of them on the wow. throne wow yeah so part of me thinks that it would almost be fitting for Tyrion to end up just because of the way his character arc is yeah he starts off as one of the most sloppy disgusting yeah. uninterested brothels, always yeah drunk like he's an interesting character but He's just so far out of the loop of anything. Yeah. He's not very powerful. Well, he's wise, but, like, he doesn't really use it. Like, he just doesn't really care about anyone else. Just because exactly. of the way that he's been treated his entire life. Yeah. But the character arc that you see 
from him becoming Hand of the King yeah. to his nephew to uh, becoming a consult for Daenerys and um, just his character arc. You see a lot of growth from him. I could see him it transpiring where he ends up on the throne. I also think that it would be a huge kick in the gut to his deceased father. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think Jamie Cersei. would be happy for him, but Cersei sure. would just be devastated, as well as his uh, uh, his nephew. Um, I, I, I think you're right, because I think Tyrion, like, where, where he um, starts learning that his consequence – or he has consequences um, for his actions – it's like when he becomes when he starts to grow as a character because when he was like a drunk and in the brothels like he didn't care about anything right but when he became the hand and slowly he got more responsibility he realized oh crap like my actions have consequences oh these people depend on me oh these people's lives are affected by me that's when he starts like growing and becoming much like uh Danny in that aspect right um I think they mirror each other very yeah well. and so that's kind of why I have um him at the top. Um, okay, for you, where does this rank on your greatest TV shows of all time? Man. Give me your Mount Rushmore. You know, oh, a t- Mount Rushmore of TV shows? Yeah. Strictly, like, drama or, like, comedy? Is that included in there? Yeah, you could... Your greatest TV shows of all Gosh. time. Gosh. Um... I would say it's in the top five somewhere. I okay. have to think about it a little bit. So if there was a fifth president <laughs> yeah. that decided to have his face carved <laughs> into the side of Mount Rushmore. Yeah. I could I could have – I don't know. I'd have to really think about that because there's a lot of TV shows that I freaking love. I mean – and it's like Parks and Rec, you know, yeah. 30 Rock, like The Office. It's really hard because like those are my favorite movie, TV shows, go-tos that I actually rewatch all the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Game of Thrones can be kind of heavy. I don't want to rewatch every single episode. Yeah. But I do like the journey that they put me on. So, yeah, it's hard to say. I have to th- really think about it. Okay. I'll give you mine. Okay. Um, if I ever get around to watching it one day, it may change. Yeah. Um, in fact, I expect it to change just because of what people say about it. Um, hopefully my expectations, if I ever... You know, people always say the books are always better than the TV shows. Well, I just... I, I... The way people talk about it, I don't know how a TV show, besides The Sopranos, I don't know a TV show that's lived up to the expectations I had for it, episode in and episode out. Interesting. The Sopranos is the only TV show that's done that for Every me. single episode. Every single episode absolutely captures you. You're brought into this world. Yeah. I'm, like, walking up to people. I'm, like, like up to my wife, and I'm like, hey, do you have any Gabigola in the fridge? Gabigola? <laughs> yeah. See, I don't – I have no idea what you're talking about because yeah. I haven't even seen this show. So – yeah, Capicola, it's like a cold cut. Okay. And they always call it Gabigool. Oh, gosh. Oh, did you go to the butcher and go get me some Gabigool? Gabigool, yeah. I'm glad of it. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> um, my Mount Rushmore. Okay. Sopranos, The Office, Mad Men. This one changes a little bit. Okay. I'm going to put two. Okay. So, 4A, 4B. Curb Your Enthusiasm. Okay. And uh, Breaking Bad. Interesting. Yeah. Um, and if yeah. I do a four C, it's Malcolm in the Middle. I think Malcolm in the Middle oh, is a man. phenomenal See, TV this, show. The, the problem is there's so much good TV. Like even in the like early two thousands. Mm-hmm. I mean, Office included. Like in the nineties, there were a lot of great TV shows too. Oh, it's it's hard. Well, to think we're just kind of we're in the golden age of TV. Yeah, because it's everywhere. Um, we have. 
Uh, since The Sopranos came out in 1999, we have The Sopranos, The Wire, um, The Office, Parks and Rec, yeah. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, um, Game of Thrones, Boardwalk Empire, uh, uh, Prison Break. Oh, my gosh. Um, Atlanta. Atlanta. Atlanta is like one of Atlanta's the great. most creative TV shows that I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, they only have had, what, two seasons of it? But yeah. just the creativity that the writers have yeah, um, and just the character arc of the story arc of these characters. Gosh. It's really We're going to have to, like, to really hammer down some parameters. Barry, like, I introduced Barry. you to Barry. Yeah. That show's great. It's hilarious. Um, if you guys really like dark comedies, like, this is kind of flying under the radar. Barry. Yeah. Check it out. But even uh, House of Cards. Yeah. With everything that happened with Kevin Spacey, that show was phenomenal for the first, what, five seasons? Yeah. This last season was awful. But I mean, I've heard True Detective. I've heard good things about that yeah, show. Yeah, True Detective. I haven't watched super it. super popular. Um, um, shows I have watched, like Community is hilarious, 30 Rock, like yeah. if we're staying in comedy, those are really good shows too. Jeez, um, there's, there's just so much. I mean, the future is now in respects to how we consume television and i think it's amazing because back in the day and i still remember this there was like must see tv on nbc you know channel two had their run like or cbs had their like set lineup CBS is so awful now though oh, like a lot of them are pretty I know, awful I, the last show i watched on cbs was how i met your mother and that oh, gosh. ended seven six seven years ago yeah cbs is all ncis like it's stuff that like middle-aged people watch because they need to get their fill of action but they don't want to watch anything that's too yeah. graphic Hawaii Five O or whatever yeah yeah there's like it's like all this it's nostalgia for it's cbs nostalgia um i think nbc is the only one that's really pushing like to put out kind the of good creative place, the good place my wife talks about um good girls which i haven't seen yet haven't seen it's that. the sunday night show okay she says it's hilarious huh it has uh christina hendrix um, right it's got and um, then uh donna from parks yeah Park. what's her name um <clears throat> i forget her name in real life but my wife says that show's phenomenal i just working for an nbc station the, NBC is all the over the place. The quality right. of product that NBC puts in season in, season out in its TV shows is phenomenal. They and you know what? They've probably had the most consistent run of like really good shows. Yeah, you look at Thirty Rock, with Cheers. Yeah, right. Cheers. All the way back in the eighties, and then it goes from Cheers to Seinfeld right. to Friends to Frasier to uh, 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 Grace and uh, what's the oh Grey's Anatomy? No, Grace. No, no. Grey's Anatomy is uh, ABC. No, um, the other one. <laughs> we're gonna have to cut all this out. No, we're keeping this. Okay, whatever. I don't care. Um, um, well, it goes from The Office to Parks and Rec. Office to um, SNL. Like, yeah, Saturday they, Night Live for forty six, forty seven years. Some, by the way, this season has been so good. Yeah, it's been great. Gosh. It's one of the best seasons that they've had in a few years. Like we'll last year was good, but they're starting to hit a peak with this cast where some of these guys are really starting to nail down their parts. Weekend up you know phenomenal. what? They're they're kind of they're also not only that, but they're nailing like guests. Because like you yeah. know how like before there'd be like one or two guests that are just kinda like meh. Every Adam guest Sandler has been is great. coming up in two weeks. Unbelievable. He's hosting for the first time. It's his first return to Studio Eight H. Since he was a cast member wow. back in the early 90s. So, so I'm, hope, I'm hoping that 
like obviously he'll have to reprise some things. He's gonna sing some songs, obviously. Oh, yeah. But I expect his monologue to be a song, by the way. Yeah. But you know, I hope he does some really new stuff that's really hilarious. I yeah, hope. I'm excited. We'll see what happens. Um, but I think that's all we have for today. Yeah, I mean, we can nerd out on more stuff, but we'll have to get back to you guys on like the TV shows, greatest TV shows, because there's we got to come up with some rules. Because there's like, then you got Rick and Morty, you got like cartoons that yeah. are really good. We're gonna so, make a top ten list. Yeah, eventually come out with it. We're still um, trying kind to get of upset over the uh, KSL Sports bracket of movies because remember the Titans, oh which gosh. is the most overrated TV <laughs> or excuse me, most overrated movie of all time, ended up winning the KSL Sports bracket of movies. That in no way relates to another event that happens in March that's sponsored by the NCAA. <laughs> right, but yeah. It beat Sandlot, which blew my mind because people love Sandlot. Yeah, here in Utah, they love Sandlot. Anyways, uh, we'll talk about this more on the next podcast. But we're just trying to break it in. We're trying to get our feet back in it. Um, What are you talking about? This is the first time we've ever done this. Oh, no, it's two point oh, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the podcast. It's getting late. It's getting sloppy, and it's time for us to go home.